Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Tuesday, January the 12th. And I've been thinking a lot about what we should talk about today. You guys, I mean, I'm getting, you know, probably 150, you know, YouTube videos and links and all kinds of things sent to me. I know there's a lot of fear out there right now, and I know a lot of you are struggling, but listen to me very carefully. God is in the middle of it. In the middle of your grief, there is grace. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, we've got a lot of good things coming up on the show for you this week. On Friday, uh, Kristen Jensen, who is the author of a book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, is going to be coming on the show with me. And she's going to be talking to you about why you need to talk to your children about pornography, uh, starting about the age of three, and how you can inoculate them against it, right? And so I promise you, this is going to be an encouragement to you. Kristen Jensen, come on the show with me this Friday and lots of other things happening. We had, like I said yesterday, a really, really great weekend here at the Homeschool Resource Center uh, this last weekend, trying to train people and cast a vision for what it would take to start a homeschool resource center in their area. What would it look like, you guys, if lighthouses started popping up, homeschool resource centers uh, started popping up all over the United States and even Canada? We've been hearing from a lot of our Canadian friends too, but we had people here from Pennsylvania, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Connecticut. It was amazing. And we are really uh, excited to see where that is going to go. So I want to encourage you, you know, a lot of you have been writing into us and saying, you know, I'm interested. We want to start a homeschool resource center. And uh, one of the things I said to the people that were here this last weekend was it starts with prayer and building a team. So you don't have to have a building and you don't have to have that resource in front of you to start coming before the Lord and asking him for help. I think it's easy right now for us to feel mired in the frustration. You know, we're constantly hearing, you know, I'm hearing, you know, Trump signed the Insurrection Act. I know you guys are, I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Trump signed the Insurrection Act. There's going to be, you know, there's rolling blackouts. There's this, there's that. I'm going to encourage us today to take a step back, right? Because unless you're in the Oval Office, you don't actually know what's going on. Unless you're, unless we're there with a president, we don't know what's going on. And one of the the main things, and, and this has been my whole, you know, big grief and gripe with the Rona since day one, is that it plays on our most basic emotion, that basic fight or flight response that we have to danger. And that is fear. It's fear. And, you know, in the middle of all this, we're, we're, we're fearful, we're wrestling with grief and the grief is real and, and it's palpable. And I feel it even here at the resource center. I came into work yesterday and uh, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world greeted me at the front door. And the first thing she did was start crying. The grief is real. If you're not grieving over what's happening to our nation, you don't understand what's going on. 
you, and when uh, when uh, Amazon can say, hey, you know, Parler, we don't like you anymore and we're going to take, we're, you know, you could, you had server space from us, but now you don't took Parler off. You know, one of the very first things that happens when there is any kind of a hostile takeover of a nation or even of a, of a group, doesn't even have to be a nation, is you're, if you're engaged in any kind of warfare at all, you know, if you can disrupt communication between, uh, uh, in the enemy camp, you can get the high ground because they can't communicate and they get frustrated. This is the whole story of the Tower of Babel, isn't it? And so I keep hearing this from you and I know that your grief is real. And I think right now uh, it's relentless. And as a pastor's wife, I have witnessed grief for the last 30 some odd years of ministry as it rips through families and uh, into the hearts of parents. But I never really understood how God works in the deep places of grief until it hit my family through the pain of abandonment. Grief is a grief is its own uh, its own animal, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about grief next week. I've got a couple of really precious friends coming on the show whose son committed suicide, and they have hope for parents who have lost a child, or if you know someone who has lost a child or a family member to suicide. Uh, grief is something that we all carry differently. And years ago, we had a very close family member who walked away from the Lord and our family, and uh, that happened simultaneously. And until that day, I had never experienced grief like that. I couldn't stop crying. Uh, It felt like my heart was literally breaking when I saw the destruction and pain that had been left in the wake of this person's selfish choice. But here's the thing, and I want you to hear me. At the darkest moment of my grief, I remembered something precious, and that is this. The Savior is familiar with pain. The Bible tells us that Jesus was a man who was acquainted with sorrows. He had been betrayed, right? He understood the pain of betrayal. Uh, He had seen the destruction and the pain that sin causes. And knowing this didn't make my pain stop instantly, but I'll tell you what, it helped me to feel his presence in my life to sort of uh, step back and listen for that still small voice. And as I'm watching what's happening in our country right now, I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. You know, I keep hearing people are saying, you need to take cash out. You're not going to be able to use your credit cards. Uh, You know, can I just encourage you guys to turn off the news? A couple of things I will say are very important. And I've been saying this since April. Uh, being prepared is actually a really, really good thing. We are actually called to be prepared. Don't put your head in the sand. Have enough food and water on hand for 10 days for everybody in your family. I heard Pastor Jack Hibbs say this the other day that um, you need to be prepared for something for something crazy. There are crazy things happening in our in our nation right now. And one of the things I know for sure that's happening is that we're grieving. We're grieving the fact that the slow march through our institutions, teaching our children about socialism and communism in our public schools, and then solidifying that in our universities seems to be paying off. And that grief is real. You know, I'm, I watched, uh, I was watching uh, Joe Biden, you know, I'm having a real hard time. You guys, if this thing all goes through and he gets inaugurated and all that, I'm just going to get off the internet for probably at least four years. I can't stand to even listen to the guy. It's so upsetting to me. 
And I know a lot of you are feeling that way. And I was listening to Joe Biden the other day and he was talking basically about how he's going to go after uh, people with weapons and the and the National Rifle Association. You know, these guys that are coming into office right now, the sworn enemy of the NRA. They hate that that um, ordinary Americans can defend themselves because it's really hard to take over a nation whose people are armed. Right. I read uh, an, an article the other day that said that the National Association of Realtors, the board of this, the uh, the National Association of Realtors was going to move to control professional and the private speech of their members. This is communism. This is communism. And they're going to dress it up. You know, it's hate speech. You know, we're, we're trying to uh, we're trying to to quell hate speech. No, they're trying to quell dissent. They're trying to quell dissent. And I, I'm very sad. I'm sad for what's happening in our country. And I think grief is a part of love. You know, I, I love this country. I got on my Facebook page the other day. What's left of it? <laughs> I haven't decided where I'm moving yet, but I am definitely moving. And uh, I got on my page and I said that those of us who love this country, you know, I heard a, a very well-known again, and I'm extremely disappointed in this person. I heard a very well-known blogger equate patriotism with Christian nationalism. She called it the cult of Trump, and we worship at the altar of Trump. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has everything to do with watching our freedom and our liberties uh, be stripped away from us and also just changing our, fundamentally changing the country, and that's what they want to do. And I grieve over it. I'm grieving over it. Why? Because I love our nation. I think grief is a part of love. And the more intensely we love something, the more intensely we experience grief. And it could be a failed uh, pregnancy. It could be the stillbirth of a child, the loss of a family member. It could be the disillusion of a marriage, or in this case, the disillusion of a nation. But Jesus meets us in our suffering. And it's in him that we can find a fellowship and the peace that we need so desperately in the midst of suffering. I wouldn't want to experience the grief and pain that I went through all those years ago again, but I will forever be grateful for the ways in which the Lord comforted me during that season. And I promise you guys, I've been telling you this for years, this world is not your home. We seek a city whose architect and builder is God. We are just passing through. And the Lord knows all of those things. He knows what's happening uh, in our country right now. And I've been saying this forever and ever. Amen. This is why we founded MomStrong International. Know the word of God. Know the Bible. Because God will comfort you through his word and his grace will be present. That's how his grace works. That's how you find grace in grief. Acts 15, 11, we believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Hebrews 4, 6 says that we can come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And when we are there, we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it the most. And right now we need it. I think more than we've ever needed it in this country. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 said each time he said, my grace is all you need. So when you've reached the end of your own strength, remember that. Jesus said, my power works best in weakness. 
And so now I am glad to boast about my weakness. Why? So that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults and hardships and persecution and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And you have to remember that the Lord is not asleep. And so I can sit here at the podcast and I can tell you guys, please, you should have, uh, you should have food and water. You should be able to withstand. It doesn't matter what kind of an emergency is. This is just wisdom. Uh, it's not a reason to panic. Because preparedness helps with the peace and alleviates the panic. But ultimately, the ultimate panic alleviator is God. God knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything in between. He knows about you and your life from the moment you took your first breath outside your mother's womb to when he takes you home. The Bible says that your days have already been ordained for you. And the Bible teaches us that we're going to be tested. That we're going to be tested. I was uh, watching Pastor Jack the other day, talking to his church and shepherding them as he does so well. And he was saying that God tests us and we, you know, we're going to shy away from that. But Pastor Jack said it leads him to believe that not many Christians want to say, Lord, please test me. But if we pondered the potential in the testing and we trusted the motivation behind it, perhaps we would. It's why we say, Lord, not my will, but yours. We don't want what we want. If it's not what God wants, we shouldn't want it. And so we can say, Lord, please help us. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will in the government, Lord, but yours. Not my will here in Clark County, Washington, Washington State, Lord, but your will. Because I know that the will of Heidi St. John is flawed and sometimes it's just even straight up wrong. And we can learn to trade our desires in for his desires. And when testing comes and things are dark, we always, as believers, have the flame of biblical truth to light the way. This is God's testing, and it's never for nothing. Never. I've been encouraging you here forever and ever, amen, to get off the bench and onto the battlefield, to live with courage and boldness, because the confidence that we have is never from a president. It's never going to be found in a legislator. Our confidence for everything that will ever come our way has to rest upon the assurance that God is in control. And that he knows. So can we grieve over what we see happening? Yes. Yes. I I have shed many tears over it. I've been praying for President Trump. I cannot imagine what it what it must be like to be him right now. The hate that comes from the uh, from the left in this country, I've never seen anything like it. But the Bible teaches us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood enemies but against rulers uh, in authority in places that we can't see. Wickedness in high places, that's what we're doing. And the Bible says that we can take confidence knowing that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And it's never been more important than it is right now. So when people send you things on the news, when they, when you hear uh, wars, the Bible said, you know, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Like, uh, believe in God, be, believe also in me and my father's home are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Why? That where I am there, you might be also. He said, in the end times, you will hear wars and what? 
rumors of wars. Do you know what a rumor is? Remember the rumor weed back when I still listened to and appreciated and respected Phil Vischer? Remember the rumor weed? And it just grows and grows and grows. If you're not sure, if you can't source it, let's not hang out in these places, okay? You know the place we can hang out? We can hang out knowing that God will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Our job is to teach our children to be in the word. Our job is to love our families well. doesn't matter what season we're in. Moms, part of how you love your family well is you're ready for an emergency. If the lights go out and you don't have candles in your home, you're going to wish that you did. A home that's well-prepared and well-stocked up in in any emergency, I don't care if it's a tornado or an earthquake or a hurricane or whatever it is. You can say, we prepared for this. We're ready for this. It's wise. It's just wisdom. And as we look around what's going on, you guys, my temptation in the last uh, several months has been to be, I'm just frustrated and sort of angry because from the very beginning of this whole thing, in the very beginning of the Rona, I was like, you guys, they're using this thing. When have we ever, ever, ever reacted to a virus like this? And then we learned the virus had a 99.9% survival rate and they kept us locked inside our homes, forced us to conduct our business online. And then we realized, oh my word, Amazon can take whoever they want off the internet. People in positions of authority, reducing the size of our world, forcing us to communicate virtually, telling us we're supposed to social distance. And now what's going on? They're restricting our ability to communicate at all. Grief. Wake up. The grief is real, but the grace will follow it. You can say what's happening around you without falling victim to fear and panic. You can look and see what's happening around you and go, okay, well, that's not good. Without falling prey to worry. I'm not worried, by the way, because I trust that God's plan is unfolding and that by his grace, he will follow us with his grace wherever this is leading. And I don't know where it's leading, but I'll tell you what, I'm starting to pray with the most honest of hearts and say, Lord, not my will, but yours. Because I realize that the will of Heidi St. John is pretty messed up sometimes because I just want what's best for me. I don't understand what's best for for the world, but God does. The Bible says he carries the whole world in his hand. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. This is God's heart for you. He loves you. And that's not changing whether Donald Trump's on the throne of uh, the United States of America or where Joe Biden is sitting there. It doesn't matter because the throne ultimately belongs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's God's heart for you. He loves you. He loves you. And so I think it's okay for you to grieve, but don't stay in that place of grief. Move to the place where the grace is there. The grace will follow you. Lean into God's promises for your life and trust that he is working all things together for good. All right, you guys, be encouraged. I know a lot of you are discouraged and frustrated and worried. I never know what tomorrow's going to bring around here at the podcast. Uh, my husband and I were talking about our own servers and where the podcast is is coming out of. I want to encourage you guys to follow me online. There's a very good chance that social media, for sure, I've been saying this for months, but if you've been waiting to get off, now's a good time. 
Uh, I'm moving. I haven't quite figured it out, but you can follow me for sure. Please uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Click the subscribe subscribe button. Please leave a review for it. If you can leave a five-star review and write in a review, that would be awesome. Super great. If you can subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, leave a review. Amazing. Leaving reviews for the books that I've written, wherever books are sold. Uh, we're realizing right now that uh, big techs, we're, we're addicted in many ways, a lot of us, right? So now we're trying to break those addictions, trying to figure out, okay, how can I, I my husband and I are looking for dumb phones. If you guys have a good a lead on a phone that's not, you know, a big brothering in your life, uh, that'd be good. I'd love to hear from you. But tomorrow I'm going to come back. I'm going to answer a couple of listener questions from you. I want to encourage you guys to continue. If this podcast uh, is an encouragement to you at all, and if you're benefiting from it, and if you think other people are benefiting from it, and you'd like to help keep it on the air, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash give, G-I-V-E. And uh, you can give to support the podcast and support the ministry that we're doing here and support the work that we're doing at Firmly Planted Family. We so appreciate it. You can send us cards and letters and support to Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We love you guys. Keep praying. Keep trusting. The Lord is at work. He's never going to leave you and he's never going to forsake you. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And thanks for leaving reviews for the podcast. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.